Holly G with the Golf Insiders. Well, the past 72 hours, it's been wall-to-wall news coverage. We've seen the picture of the vehicle, uh, Tiger Woods in this very, very serious accident out in uh, the Los Angeles area on Monday morning. And... um, going straight to the concession golf course where the tour is this week to get the latest from Bob Herrick from ESPN.com. Hey, Bob. Hey, how are you, Holly? Good. Um, You know, obviously the whole world watching um, the past few days on Tiger's uh, condition, uh, prayers for him, uh, clearly in the first 24 to 36 hours, not really sure, you know, the extent of the injuries. Uh, it appears now that, you know, he's he's going to be, you know, recovering. And I think it was Rory McElroy who said, you know, we're lucky he's alive. Exactly. You know, that's it. I mean, uh, you see the pictures, the, the video, the car. You know, when we first heard it, um, you didn't know to, to what extent, um, and but when you when you see that that footage and and then you hear that he's in surgery, emergency surgery, you know of course there's all kinds of bad thoughts and uh, um, you know it was a long surgery it sounds like uh, and as we've since learned they you know they had a, they had a lot to do you know he, he's had he's got significant injuries and. Yeah, it's just a shame. It's 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 just uh, you know, it, when when you just think about everything Tiger's been through physically over the last decade or so, and what he had come back from, and um, uh, you know, to, to have to now go through this is really you know, um, it's it's really unfortunate, uh, kind of sad even, and it's just going to be such a, a you know a, a strain to to just get back to normal life here. Yes, and for anybody who was watching the tournament on Sunday from Riviera, his interview with Jim Nance, it, you know, wasn't looking very hopeful or it didn't sound it, um, and, and even in his body language, um, that Tiger was going to be ready for the Masters. And, you know, now uh, now we have a whole other uh, situation and uh you know, months of, of recovery, it certainly seems like from what a number of uh, doctors have, have uh, shared. What I thought was very interesting yesterday morning, I saw a, a trauma surgeon speaking, and, you know, when they put out the statement, I think, you know, the, there was the mentioning of screws and rods and, you know, uh, the metal that had to kind of put his leg and his ankle back together, but... Uh, apparently so many of his blood vessels were crushed that um, there was, a, you know, a serious uh, thoughts that he might lose his leg. I, I could certainly understand why that would have been a concern. Um, you know, when they say compound fractures, um, that means, you know, that the, the bone was exposed Um I think that's probably speaks to why the surgery took so long. Uh, it was just a lot to repair. And and yet, you know, from what we understand, there was no concussion, there was no head injuries, 
you know. Um, That's you remarkable, know, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, when a car rolls more than once, a couple times, you know, you're even though he's in the seatbelt, there's a pretty good chance you might jar your head on the on the ceiling. Um, he, uh, you know, uh, what, what we don't know though is, you know, how much have they investigated other injuries, like what, like his back. You know, a car accident like that can't be good for your back. A, a fender bender hurts a person's back. Absolutely. You know, the jolt, the jolt of it. So, um, it's just, uh, you know, there's so much going on there. And, you know, I thought, I thought Rory and a couple of the guys yesterday put it well when they said, you know, it's really about his quality of life and getting back to health right now. It's, you know, golf is, is like just way down the list. You know, I, it's just not even something you can wrap your arms around right now as to, as to as what the chances are for that down the road. Well, you are actually uh, at the Concession Golf Club, uh, which is in Bradenton, just outside of Sarasota. Um, tell me, you know, you're on the grounds there. What was the mood of the players? You know, it's been talked about. We know Tiger has been uh, such an inspiration, a mentor, you know, uh, a guy that's really, you know, created so many opportunities for so many professional golfers. Um, you know, he's an idol for so many of these guys that are out on tour right now. That's for sure. And, uh, you know, I, I think it certainly put a bit of a pall over the event, certainly, the last two days that, you know, maybe now to the competition part on Thursday and it's, and, 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 it, and, and it moving, but, uh, you know, Tuesday, all the players in the same boat, we were wondering what the heck was going on, right? you know, and, and there was concern. And then Wednesday, um, you know, I, you know, we knew what the situation was. He was out of surgery. He was alert, you know, and I think there might've been a sigh of relief, but then the reality sunk in. You know, hey, this guy's not going to be out here now for a while. Um, you know, he's such a big part of the tour. We've been through this before, obviously. You know, in 16 and 17, he, he, uh, you know, he didn't play uh, barely. And, uh, you know, we got, we kind of got used to um, tour golf without Tiger. But I think there was always, you know, the thought that at the end there was going to be the opportunity. And now, you know, you can't even think in those terms. You just have no earthly idea what it means. You know, it's it's not like, okay, he's going to recover from that knee surgery. You know, at some point he's going to be rehabbed and ready to go. Uh, you know, this is this is far, far more intense than that. And, uh, you know, I think that's, to a lot of these guys, that's a bummer. You know, they, they come to like having him around. Um, I saw uh, a couple of interviews with uh, Commissioner Jay Monahan yesterday, and um, you know, you you could really see the emotion in Jay. Um, clearly, you know, when it comes right down to it, as he was saying, the PJ Tour is a family. It's the nature of our industry, I think, in so many ways, and. You know, he's had the opportunity to work quite closely with Tiger, uh, especially with his foundation. And uh, as he said, you know, when you care about somebody and they get hurt, you hurt for them. 
no question. I think Jay, you know, I think Jay took it hard. He, uh, he, he was like a lot of us on Tuesday. He didn't know what the heck was going on. And, uh, it, it, it was worrisome. So, um, uh, you know, and, and I know he had been in touch with Tiger's team, which, um, you know, suggests that, uh, um, he, he might have known more than we did. And, you know, might have been filled in on some of the graveness, uh, of, of the situation. Uh, so, um, yeah, it's, uh, Jay, Jay, you know, was pretty, pretty open and candid about, about his feelings there. And, 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 you know, I think you could sense it from, uh, uh, you know, from a bunch of these players who, you know, were, were kind of overcome. You know, they just, they just were, were, uh, were worried and, and, um, you know, just distracted, I think is a good, a good word to describe how they felt. Well, what a difference a day makes. On Sunday, Max Homa winning in his backyard of uh, Los Angeles and uh, sneaking, uh, sneaking the, the playoff away from Tony Finau, my man, who uh, I keep hoping is going to break through, Bob. But uh, what an incredible shot. Max hit after getting stymied against that tree on the first playoff hole and having Tiger Woods, you know, his idol, hand him that trophy. Yeah, it was a great win for Max, and uh, and it was another tough one for Tony. I mean, he shoots the 64. The way it worked out, it almost would have been better if Homa had made that birdie putt on 18, you know, because then, you know, kind of hard to ask somebody to shoot better than 64 at Riviera on Sunday. But then, you know, he gives them the opening. This is that three-and-a-half-footer. They go into a playoff. Tony's in perfect position, and Homa's not. And he wasn't able to close them out there, you know. And, and uh, uh, you know, as it was, Homa had a birdie putt that almost went in amazingly after being up against that tree. That's right. And, you know, um, and, but Tony obviously was in, in pretty good shape. It's not easy to chip around that 10th hole green. But, you know, I just can't help but think he, he just needed to get that a little bit closer. You know, he needed to get that to three, four-foot range and have an easy birdie putt. And, and he didn't and then lost on the next hole when he overcooked one. And, it's, man, the number of chances that he's had. I mean, it's, uh, he's, he's kept a great attitude through it. And, and, and you know, I, I think that, it's somewhat unfair to, to hammer him too much. Um, you know, I don't know what the number is now, how many runner-ups he's had, how many top tens, but, you know, when you're beating all but one guy and among the best players in the world, um, you know, that's better than finishing 40th every week and nobody's paying attention to you, you know, so... Um, obviously playing some great golf this run that he's been on here a bunch of top fives this year you know um, maybe this is the place for him it seems like a long hitters course and uh, you know he's uh, I keep saying he needs to shoot the low one from behind and I thought he might have done that Um, me too and you know and it just didn't quite work out but Homa played great 
you know, hometown event, get the trophy from Tiger. You can tell he's pumped now what's going on, you know, just to have been in that position to have this happen. So, uh, but it was, uh, you know, it was a, it was a good West Coast swing for the tour. A lot of good tournaments, a lot of good, uh, you know, some, some good drama. Got Jordan Spieth back in the mix. You know, right. Kepka won again. Uh, Patrick Reed won. Uh, you know, so it's, um, I, you know, I think we're off to a good start with, with Florida now for the next month. That's right. The Florida swing begins today. The World Golf Championship moved from Mexico to the Concession Golf Club. Of course, I know very well. Uh, full disclosure, I did their public relations for a few years. And um, this is, I'm telling you what, somebody's got to be an outstanding putter for the next four days, Bob. Yeah, I mean, it looks like you better keep it in play. The uh, green tricky. You know, some, a couple of players have mentioned there there don't there doesn't seem to be a lot of hole locations because there's a bunch of hope. Um, and, you know, it's, if I'm not mistaken, it's like the highest rated slope rating, course rating in Florida. It um, is. Which obviously, you know, doesn't mean anything to the pros, but, I mean, it, you know, it does matter some. I mean, it does suggest that it's a hard golf course for the average guy, and then when you stretch it out, does that make it easier? I don't think so. But, but you know, obviously these guys have a way of getting around hard golf courses. I'm really kind of curious to see what the scoring is like. Yeah. Um, at, at a place that's this supposedly, you know, obviously for us mortals, that that difficult. Uh, you know, incredible contours on these greens. Uh, they do have the sub air system, which is what Augusta has, so they can control the moisture, which is going to be important. Um, I don't know. I'm guessing the weather forecast. It looks like we're in a dry stretch. Uh, so that these these greens don't get too firm because uh, the, it could be crazy golf if if they do. That's what it sounds like. It sounds like they're not real. You know, they've kept some water on. They're not real, real hard and fast for those reasons that you say. Because if the wind gets up, if it's dry, um, then you're going to have difficulty controlling the ball, the greens. You know, and and. Uh, that, that can be a problem, obviously. We saw that at Riviera last Saturday. You know, when Crazy. It got, when it got so, yeah, when it got so windy. And the greens were just too fast, you know. So um, it's a, that's a... Uh, um, How many uh, times have they halted a tournament because of wind, Bob? Maybe, the, maybe over uh, at the British Open? That was the last time. Yeah, 2015 at St. Andrews was the last time. Um, you know, and those greens are generally slow, you know, slow or slower. But because the, um, you know, because it was so windy that day, they just they just couldn't play. Uh, so it's it's pretty unusual. Uh, but to to hear, you know, I mean, I don't I don't think we're gonna have winds that strong. But if it gets breezy. You know, uh, that dries them out and makes them fast, and it's uh, it's something they have to keep an eye on for sure. Well, it's going to be a fun one to watch, again, because they've never seen the golf course. A few players may have. Uh, they did have the NCAA championships there in 2015. Um, so there may be a few guys that have, have played the course as well as, uh, 
you know, anybody uh, uh, locally. Uh, no, Paul Azinger has, um, you know, uh, a membership there and plays the course pretty frequently. And so it, it'll, be, it'll be interesting to see what kind of um, local knowledge they get. Yep, they need they needed to do their homework the last couple of days to, to kind of, you know, to, to try to get a, a jump on the other guys, you know, because that, that could really, really come into play. You know, very few of them know the course. And, uh, you know, so they're, they're flying blind a little bit. And uh, so getting to know the nuance, not that easy to do in a couple of days, but that's, that was sort of their task here going in. Well, many players have walked off uh, this golf course and called it the concussion, as did Bryson DeChambeau, I think, yesterday. But uh, it does have an interesting name. The concession uh, has some historical significance. You want to share with my listeners uh, exactly how that came about? Right. Well, the golf course is, um, you know, it sort of was named in honor of Nicholas, Jack Nicholas and Tony Jacklin, who... Jack designed it with some help from Jacqueline. And uh, they, of course, were involved in the famous concession at the 1969 Ryder Cup, where um, on the final hole of the final green in the last group, it came down to them to decide the Ryder Cup. And they were playing a singles match, and um, their match was tied. And on eight on the 18th hole, they were at um, at, at uh, I believe it, yeah, Royal Burkdale. Right. And and um, you know, either one of them birdies the hole, and they win the hole, and their side wins the Ryder Cup. And Jacqueline had missed his birdie putt and left it, you know, two and a half, three feet or so. And Jack took a run at his and ran it about four feet by. And so he had to go first, and he made it for the par. And instead of letting Jacqueline putt to have the whole thing on that putt, he picked up his marker and conceded. And Jacqueline has said many times over the years it was just the sort of thing that you in the moment – um, you know, I think to even do that, you know, and Jack just had the presence of mind to think it would be horrible for him to miss that putt. I don't think he would, but if he did, and so they, um, you know, they walked off with the tie, their match was tied, and the entire Ryder Cup was tied for only the second time, actually, excuse me, it was the first time it had ever happened in the Ryder Cup. It's only happened once since. Once since. And um, it was viewed as a huge deal that, that at the time was Great Britain and Ireland didn't lose. And, you know, the, the U.S. had held the Cup, so in theory they retained the Cup. But it was viewed as somewhat of a victory for the other side. And it's been a thing that's, that's lived on. It sure has, and considered one of the greatest acts of sportsmanship ever, uh, and no surprise coming from the Golden Bear. 
So we've got uh, the cream of the crop here this week and weekend, Bob. Um, you know, just a, a stacked, stacked leaderboard. So many, uh, so many guys that could win this thing. Um, what you know? Who are you keying in on, and uh, who do you think is going to uh, win the WGC Sunday? Yeah, you're right. I mean, 48 of the top 50 in the world and not a lot of track record. But you you noted the 2015 NCAAs, which were won by Bryson DeChambeau here. That's right. And and he's not been playing great lately, but in trying to figure out somebody that might have some advantage, I know it's six years ago, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Bryson. You know, I, I he he doesn't seem to down for long when his game goes off. So maybe maybe it's his week. And uh, perhaps being a little under the radar, uh, there's some players that uh, they like that. I think he's one of them. Exactly. Yep. Well, Bob, I know uh, it's been a really busy few days for you. I so appreciate your time. You know, our thoughts and prayers are with Tiger, and especially you know his family, his kids. And um, we'll continue the story, and uh, we know you can never count Tiger out. Absolutely.